Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Lieutenant, or Reinventing Your Money. Welcome to episode 38 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a certified financial planner and a wealth advisor for over 30 years, and professional women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including our finances, physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships, and contribution and legacy. And I'll share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on building wealth and financial fitness. Today's episode is part of our professional and career series. So what's no good for you today, listeners? <laughs> well, I was up really early today because I was excited to get on a group coaching call with a very experienced and top-ranked coach for financial advisors. I spend time every week upgrading my skills and having great conversations with my clients about their values and their most important financial goals. Because my goal as a financial advisor is to make sure every one of my clients has their money in tip-top shape so they can feel confident and free to go out and live their life to the fullest, their version of a wealthy life. So today, my guest and I are going to talk about the value of having a personal core practice and integrating a professional time management system so your most valuable resource, your time, can be spent in the way you want. Now, I, my coach is the author of a book called Values-Based Financial Planning. His name's Bill Backrack. And this is a book that's written for clients, for normal people who really want to have their money uh, put in the best shape possible. And here's a quote from the book. Quote, there are 168 hours in a week, no matter your age, how much money you make, what you're invested in, how attractive you are, or how much information you can access on the internet. No exceptions. Your quality of life is a function of how you choose to spend your time, unquote. Now, Benjamin Franklin said, quote, time is the stuff that life is made of. Remember the Franklin time management planners that we all used to carry around? Well, now we have to plan our lives on our digital calendars, but we only have so much time. And the question is, how do you really wanna be spending your time? Okay, let's do a quick calculation. So if the average person sleeps eight hours a day, which is what the experts recommend, so that's 56 hours a week that we sleep. Now let's assume that we all work an eight hour day. Some of us work more, some of us less, but that's another 56 hours. So together between work and sleep, that takes up 112 of the 168 hours we have available to us. So now we know that we have 56 hours or eight hours a day for to do everything else that we have to do and want to do in our lives. Now, some things can be delegated and some things can't. Roy Disney once said, quote, when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. When a woman knows her values, 
then she can determine what she needs to do and how she wants to spend those eight hours a day to experience those values. Did you really realize that you only had eight hours a day to live a wealthy life? <laughs> and do you know your values? And are you making choices about how you spend your time based on those values? So how many hours do you waste in a day? I know I can waste uh, 15 minutes here and half an hour there. And of course, we all need to take time to relax and de-stress. But are there activities that you are doing in your day that you could dele delegate? Now, when it comes to the time spent on various activities during every day, is it possible that you don't know what you don't know? That you aren't even aware of how much better your life might be with a shift on how you choose to spend your time? So before we bring on our guests, we're gonna do a really quick exercise where you can measure the quote, quality of life activities that you'd like to spend more time on and then estimate how many hours you are actually spending on those activities. So let's take a moment to become more conscious about how we spend our time. So just grab a piece of paper quickly. And here we go, step one, make a list of the quality of life, the high quality of life activities that you would really like to experience. Of course, now we're talking about when COVID time is over, but we're now making plans for next year. So here's a few examples of some high quality of life activities that you might put on your list. Staying healthy, spending time with your family, having fun with your friends, pursuing excellence in your work, making a difference to others and being spiritual. So write down your list of activities that are really important to you, that reflect your values and how you wanna spend your time. Okay, step two, by each one of those activities you listed, write down the number or how many hours a week you would like to spend on those activities. So would you like to spend four hours a week staying healthy, exercising? And how many hours a week would you like to spend having fun, laughing, having a real quality of time with your family, maybe playing games together, reading to your children or watching a movie. And is there, is it one hour a day? Is it four hours a week? So how many hours having fun with your friends do you wanna have? Maybe playing golf or dining out or going out to a movie in normal times, of course. So is that two to three hours a week? How about personal development and pursuing excellence in your work? Is that two hours a day? Get the idea, so keep working on your list and actually write down the hours you want to do those activities. Make a choice because it's your life and you can live it any way you want to. All right, step three, now write down another list of the activities that you spend time on that aren't your choice. Meal preparation, how many hours a day do you spend on that? Five to seven? What about grocery shopping? Two to four hours a week? How about cleaning your house, walking the dog, watching TV? Not to mention the time that you can spend on money management activities like paying your bills or managing your budget. So step four, here's the real question. Is your life a little upside down? Are you spending more time on activities that you feel you have to do instead of on those quality of life activities that really excite you? All right, step five, let's choose. What could you delegate? Well, here's what I've chosen to delegate. I purchase meal delivery for some of my meals because I've realized that I can have healthy smoothies and, and soup delivered for half the time if I were to shop and cut up the fruits and vegetables myself. Now, my family and I choose to cook dinner together every night because that's part of our family time. I delegate house cleaning, yard work, grocery shopping. Not only have I found affordable folks to do that work for me, but I'm contributing to their life. And I have great relationships with people who are experts in their field. Getting the idea? So becoming conscious of how we spend our time, how we choose to spend our time is a power step for living that wealthy life. 
Now, in closing, one of my cherished mentors, Wayne Dyer, he wrote about his work with terminally ill people. And he expressed that none of these people, when they were confronted with the end of their life, said they wished they had spent more time at the office. And it's hard to imagine that they would say that they had wished they spent more time reading financial magazines or surfing financial websites either. His point is that the activities that we wouldn't squander our last days on are activities that we don't wanna squander today's time on. So if you're ready to reinvent your financial life, define your real unique values so you can make sure that your financial plan doesn't just look good on paper, but actually motivates you to follow through, then you can go to my website, reinventinghermoney.com, click on schedule, and we'll sit down for a complimentary meeting to go through my financial reinvention blueprint conversation. That's how you can make sure that your money's in perfect shape to support your quality of life activities. All right, now we're ready to introduce my superstar guest. Tina Mitchell has a personal life motto. It's, quote, live your dream now. She's been in the mortgage industry for 25 years and has been recognized in the top 1% nationwide. She's highly committed to education and is founder of a proprietary software company, Mortgage Triangle Software, available to mortgage professionals throughout the country. Tina's mortgage reputation in the real estate community guides her to help realtors win when competing against other buyers financing. She's been awarded Partner of the Year from Washington Realtors, Media of the Year from Seattle King County Realtors, and Member of the Year from Women's Council of Realtors. Tina is also a radio personality and host of The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW and founder and owner of TM Media Agency. She's a keynote speaker, a coach on One Time Your Business, and the author of Journey With Me. Tina is passionate about her career in the mortgage industry because of the challenges her family faced with keeping a roof over their heads and how becoming a, a homeowner herself at the age of 20 gave her a sense of pride and security. Helping others reach their dream of home ownership is very rewarding to Tina. Tina also volunteers her time in the homeless community by sharing her message, Tragedy to Triumph. I've been so excited to have you on the show, Tina. Welcome. Thank you so much, Teresa. I've been excited to be on your show. It's a little bit different being over in the other side and being interviewed versus interviewing. <laughs> well, you had me on your show last year, and that kind of prompted me to become a host of my show. So I'll always be grateful to you for that. All right. So, Tina, you've had a lot of success in your life and a few tragedies, too. So can you share with us a little about your life journey? Of course. So from the early years and well into my adult life, I've had my fair tragedies from playing my violin at Pike Place Market with my little sister to help our parents keep a roof over our head to my dad's addictions and his attempted suicide when I was 12 years old and my own struggle with drugs and how my high school sweetheart, my first husband, Mike, was in prison for five years and died of a drug overdose and the daughter of our, or the death of our daughter, Amber. Mm. But through these tragedies, I was able to triumph. And I believe that life throws us tragedies so we can share our story of triumph on the other side. However, you must fight through those tragedies mm -hmm. to make it on the other side. So I look at each of our lives as like a road trip. When you travel, you use a map to get from one destination to another. But even with a map, you can take a wrong turn. Along the way, there are signs with life lessons and the route mm -hmm. you choose will determine your life direction and your life experience because each of our lives is a journey. It's a journey of discovery, a discovery of who we are and what we're meant to contribute to this world. Well, I know from my own life tragedies that that's definitely true. It's so motivational to work through the hard times and get to the triumph on the other side. So before we go to commercial, share with us your youngest memory, a memory that was a defining moment in your, in your life. 
Of course. So it wasn't one moment. It was an experience that my mom created uh, for us and was a defining experience for me because it taught me the ability or the importance of visualization. So whenever things were stressful for my mom at home with my dad and he would come home late at night, my mom would come wake up my little sister and me 12 o'clock at night and say, girls, get your favorite stuffed animal in your blanket. We're going to the train station. It was my mom's special place, a place that we could, she could get away to escape her reality. So she'd put us in the Volkswagen, drive us to the Tacoma train station. And we were, when we arrived there, we were alone. It was cold and dark, but it was actually a magical time and space as my mom would share stories of where we were going. She would say the train was on its way to come pick us up and take us to the most amazing place. Now, my little sister and I knew we were not going anywhere because we never did. However, <laughs> listening to my mom and the dream that she had for the three of us and her visualization was addicting. So even though we were in this lonely place with my mom having the gift of visualization, she would share with us how fun it was going to be to get on the train and walk from one end of the train to the other, crossing the cars as the train was traveling over 70 miles an hour. She would mm -hmm. go in so much detail to talk about the dining room car and how beautiful it was and how only the most special guests could have their meals there and how we would have every single one of our meals in the dining room car. She talked about the observation car, how it was from floor to ceiling and windows and how amazing it would be to sit in the observation car and have a view of the mountains and the trees as we were traveling cross country. My favorite part is when she talked about the sleeper cars. She mm -hmm. would say that she saved up enough money that not only were we going to have a sleeper car, but my little sister and I would have our own sleeper car that had bunk beds, just like her room at home. Again, knowing this was never going to happen for us, we felt that we were on the train and she had just manifest that dream right there in that moment for all three of us. And the train station is what led me to my ability to visualization, what I credit all my success to today. Oh, I just love that story. What a wonderful mom you had. Wow. Um, I, and I want to hear more about uh, your thoughts around visualization, but we do need to take a quick break. So come on back, everyone, to A Wealthy Life for Her. Tired of asking yourself if there will ever be enough time to get everything done? Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed in your business? Or are you not living the life you want to live? Then act now and join Tina Mitchell's complimentary one-time your business eight-week burn. It's a live virtual class where Tina will share proven techniques and tools you can immediately implement into your business model. Tina's course is educational, motivational, and inspirational. She will take you on a journey that will forever change your business and change your life. To register for her next course, go to onetimeyourbusiness.com. Again, that's onetimeyourbusiness.com. Tina Mitchell, helping you create the business and life you have always dreamed of. Teresa Love Tennant encourages women to talk openly about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Love Tennant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Tina Mitchell, who is an author of a wonderful book. She is a many business time owner of uh, entrepreneur. She's a top mortgage specialist, and she is sharing her core practices for success, both personally and professionally. Okay, so Tina, before uh, the break, you were telling us about how your mom used to help you visualize what it would be like to take magical trips on a train. So why is visualization so important? And how does a person visualize? 
So visualization is important of making your dream come true because it allows you a place to operate from imagination, not Mm. memory, because imagination has no limitations. So I have many ways to create this magical moment so that it doesn't get bored and it's exciting. I sit in a quiet room and listen to music and visualize what I want my life to be and where I want to go. I make vision postcards that I can change up often. I actually do vision board online uh, vision boards because it allows you to add in music and moving images. I write down my life as if it's a storybook that I can read often. I draw pictures if I'm my own superhero in a cartoon book. (laughs) I love to stare at at the sky when it's a beautiful day or a beautiful night and visualize the clouds. It's if the clouds are manifesting my dream right there in front of me. And any time to spend in nature, I visualize my my, my life because everything in nature is a magical place when you embrace it. Well, you know, what you're saying is that you, you are, uh, you were taught by your mom and you have embraced programming yourself for success through visualizing what you want, what you want your life to look like in the future. So as you know, our show's about women imagining pursuing a wealthy life and actually making that a reality. So tell us how you define success. And I I mean, what is your definition of a, a wealthy life too? Yeah, thank you for asking, Teresa. I will say personally myself, to be successful, you don't have to have a high IQ. I don't. You don't have to graduate from an Ivy League college. I never went to college and barely made it out of high school. And you definitely don't have to come from a wealthy family. All you need is to have a dream, know your why behind that dream, and then be willing to fight very hard to make that dream come true. Success is fighting for the life that you want, no matter your tragedies or what you faced in your past or what you're fearful of, it might come up in the future. With a fighting spirit, it will give you the strength that you need to get through the difficult times. And the difficult times are the times that you will benefit from the highest. You just need to create that space in order to get through those times. I never wish for a better life. Mm-hmm. However, I am committed to being better at my life. Oh, I love the way you're saying that. Yeah, that that is a little bit of a different take on it. I like that. Be yeah. better at your life. Be better at your life. And I always say, you know, say live the life that you're meant to live so you can be the person that you're meant to be mm-hmm. and make the difference that you're meant to make. So wake up every morning with an intent to be just a little bit better today than you are yesterday. Wake up in the morning to be an inspiration to at least one person. And to me, if I can do that, my day is a huge success. Well, I know that you are an inspiration to many, many people. Now, your personal motto is live your dream now. What's the meaning of your motto? Where did it come from? How did you develop that? Well, how I developed it is actually a long story that I don't have time to share today. Okay. <laughs> I offer my complimentary copy of my book, uh, your listeners can, can read. However, what I will say, it's not about reaching for an extraordinary life. It's about embracing every second of your day. And through that process, you will live an ordinary, extraordinary life because ordinary moments will become your extraordinary ones and your extraordinary moments will become your defining moments. And then you also mentioned that you consciously created a space for this way of thinking and living. So share with us what that means, creating the best space for yourself. Absolutely. So this was kind of by default. A lot of our aha moments are by default and we go through them many, many times before it connects with us. But for me, have you ever been driving in the car and you felt really stressed and depressed and then a favorite old song came on the radio and it reminded you of a special moment? Well, this was that case for me. I was stressed. I was depressed. And the song from Open Arms from Journey came on and immediately I went to the most happiest Uh, nostalgic space within seconds. And when that song and what the song was, is it reminded me of my first dance when I was in the seventh grade. So when the song was over and I started to get back into negative space, I asked myself, how could I recreate that moment for myself Mm. anytime that I wasn't feeling at my best, whatever that not at your best might be. And that brought me to coming up with positive triggers. Now, in order for positive triggers to work, they must be small. However, 
they're so impactful for you and you must be able to reach them very easily. So when I came up and I thought about, well, I could listen to Open Arms from Journey every time, or I could think of other things that make me feel good. You know that song from uh, Sound of Music, my view of my favorite things. It's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. just like that. Yeah, just so like that. So for me, it was a dog putting out his, his head of a moving window or a moving car, a mother playing with her child and how blessed I felt that I could experience that special moment between the two of them. A child with child's laughter and their magical way to look at life always reminds me of living like I did as a child with an un an unlimited amount of enthusiasm, someone letting me over in traffic, a stranger opening the door, an exchange with a smile with a stranger, somebody that I most likely will never see again, the spirit of a campfire and the spark of a light and the brilliant sunlight, sun, sunset flames, the clouds in the sky and the mystery that they must hold inside them. Again, nature and all of its glory. I have so many positive triggers that I could reach from very easily when it comes to nature. The rain after a few dry days, the different fragrances of the flowers in the garden, the damp earth and the smell of fallen leaves, the fresh smell of the lake and the salty smell of the ocean, an oak tree in the woods and all the wisdom it must hold in its massive trunk. Watch for the beautiful things in life. And I promise you, you will live a beautiful life. I, I love the way you you even uh, allowed us to hear your emotion about those positive triggers that you have brought to be so conscious in the way that you think so that when you begin to be challenged or feel down, then you can immediately shift into thinking about all those beautiful positive images that you just explained to us. That's a that's such a great example of what we can all be reminded of, create that positive space for ourselves to succeed. Okay, so tell us about um, you know, one of your passions is empowering women to live their dreams. So you invite women to learn from you in a variety of workshops. And one of your workshops, I mean, I've taken uh, the one about um, one timing your your life. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the other one is live your dream now. So tell me about that. Your so I, I do keynote uh, speaking where I share my story of tragedy to triumph and then the uh, the weekend workshops, which are of course virtually now. I've been doing a lot of women, uh, work with women in transitional housing. Uh, I've been working with a lot of uh, parents and caregivers of children with behavioral health issues. I can't come from the parent's voice. However, I can come from their child's voice and that there is hope on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so I take them through some really powerful exercises that can create the best possible space for themselves because you need to be your best self in order to be best for others, which we all know. However, sometimes it's really difficult if you have not really created those exercises to work on yourself. Just like you study to get better in school or you educate yourself to get better in work, not the majority of people have created that space intentionally to get better in their life. And it's just the same and even more powerful because you can't do all the other stuff without being your best self in your personal life first. So becoming your best self and getting better at life is really kind of the theme of what you are teaching, well, women and men, um, so that they can live their dreams now. And I I love that you're doing that. And of course, you've adapted these workshops. They used to be in person, but now you have them online. Are they working just as well? Well, everything when you're face to face and you can actually engage that way obviously works better. However, we have virtual, that's our new world right now. So yes, it's been interesting to see how well you can um, transform or or create within virtual. So I have the same tears and the same laughter and the same Mm -hmm. aha moments uh, that we do face-to-face, but I'm sure that the actual face-to-face is a little more powerful. Well, I, you know, that's, that's a testament to that, that it's working because really what you, what you do uh, personal development facilitation for is for ahas, is for breakthroughs, is for new awareness. And so it sounds like that's happening. Now you told me before that in your workshop, you share this exercise you call your fear statement. So share that with us right now. Sure. So I have many exercises that I take the uh, women through. However, the fear, the fear statement is what I wanted to share today. And what's key with the fear statement is you write your fear statement out, however you do it in third person. Mm -hmm. And then you write out your hope statement. 
Now, the hope statement is really easy because it is the exact opposite of your fear statement Mm -hmm. at the highest level of what that hope statement would look like. And what you're doing through this exercise is you're reprogramming your thoughts and the thought process of a situation to which is driven by solution instead of driven by fear. And it's driven by excitement because you wrote that out. Now, when you write from a third person, it's easier to be honest with yourself to face that fear. And it's amazing to see the the words and the language that women are using when they are actually talking to themselves. And then when you write about your hope statement from a third person, it's easier for you to write it with confidence and conviction, conviction. So when you go back and read it, you feel confident in that because you actually wrote it yourself, but the third person is much more powerful. So are you saying I would write that statement? uh, Teresa is afraid, blah, blah, blah. And Teresa is hopeful, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Ah, so I like that because it actually removes you. It lets you see the fear from outside. And is that right? It, it does. It, it's it's really magical how it works because yes, you're putting yourself out of your own space and writing as if it's someone else. And so, yeah, like it's, that's exactly what it does. Wow. Okay. I haven't come to one of your workshops yet, but now you're convincing me. Okay. Uh-huh. You also have this other exercise that really really has me intrigued because I'm always saying this. Oh, I finally got to connect the dot. So tell us about the exercise, connect the dots. So in all my exercises, what I do, instead of explaining the exercise, I, I first start out with what inspired me to actually create this exercise. And so I take them through that journey and then I give them the benefit that it's created for me. And then they do the exercise and then they share. So my uh, shout out for where I got this exercise or the thought to put the exercise for myself was from Steve Jobs commencement speech at um, Stanford. He talked about connecting, connecting his dots. And I thought, Wow, I've always really thought about what positive thing happened to lead me to this successful thing. What I was missing, which is most powerful about the exercise, is all of the things that were challenging. And what did the challenging things lead to you? Because when you connect the dots, it makes your life exciting because you know every challenge um, or tragedy, if that's what, what happens, that it is leading to something on the exact same mm-hmm. level because of the balance in the universe, the bigger the tragedy, the bigger the triumph is on the other side. However, if you're not thinking about connecting those dots, you can't be excited to see what's going to come out of that challenge or tragedy that you might be dealing with right now. So it's really important to connect the dots on both the positive and the negative. Reflecting on where you are today and how you got there, your choices have led you where you're at and your decisions will connect your dots tomorrow. Well, I, um, boy, really great. Now I do some similar things when I'm coaching people about having folks look at their success list and, you know, everything that they've been successful and then figuring out what it was about them that led to that success. But I can see where you also need to look at those failures so that you can see what led up to the failure and then you can recreate it in your mind. Like who am I and what are my talents to, so that I uh, wouldn't do that again. I guess I'm sort of that, that too. And I actually do an exercise, um, my can't statement to my can statement, but what you're talking about right there, Teresa, what's important about it as well is you let the failure be what it is. The failure happened. What you want to do is you want to look from that failure and look into the future and see what connected, what success happened because directly of that failure. Yes, we want to learn through our failures, but we want to embrace them because that failure happened for a reason and it led you to something. Maybe it led you to the solution to where you're not going to do it again. Does that make sense? That that, that does. Thank you for that clarification. Oh, I'm having so much fun learning from you. So um, I just picked up a copy of your book and we're going to go to um, commercial in just a second. But And I know you have an offer about your book, but But what I wanted to just wrap up this section was, you know, you have these personal core practices that you actually go through and reveal step by step what you've been sharing with us now in your book. Is that correct? Yes, I do. 
Yeah, so that's, it's so nice that you not only share this in a book, but you share it in your speeches, you share it in your workshops, and you're really very dedicated and devoted to helping women live their dream now. Yes. All right, so when we come back, everyone, I'm going to be asking Tina to go to the next step of why she's so successful and happy is to describe her one time your business time management system. So we'll be right back to a wealthy life for her. Are you tired of asking yourself if there will ever be enough time to get everything done? Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed in your business? or are you not living the life you want to live? Then act now and join Tina Mitchell's complimentary one-time your business eight-week burn. It's a live virtual class where Tina will share proven techniques and tools you can immediately implement into your business model. Tina's course is educational, motivational, and inspirational. She will take you on a journey that will forever change your business and change your life. To register for her next course, go to OneTimeYourBusiness.com. Again, that's OneTimeYourBusiness.com. Tina Mitchell, helping you create the business and life you have always dreamed of. I'm Teresa Leftenant. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of a woman's pursuit of a wealthy life. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she's going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. We're here to help you either design your plan or revise your plan. Visit reinventinghermoney.com and click on contact to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Wealthy Life for Her and my guest, Tina Mitchell, who is helping us understand her core practices, her uh, personal core practices that has helped led to her being so successful, both personally and professionally. And now we're going to shift a little bit to uh, another area of life enhancement that she has developed. So, Tina, your core practice is so inspiring and it really makes me want to pick up your book again. But um, the other life enhancement that you have is called the one time your business system, I guess. Help us understand more about that. Well, to live your, live your dream now and embrace every second so that you don't miss any of those magical opportunities, you must run a high efficiency business model because otherwise you don't have the space in order to appreciate the good things in life. And so I created my one time your business, which is all around time management and business efficiency. And I have to say that I'm a graduate of the course. And um, even though I'm constantly, you know, working at it to make it, to implement it uh, in a deeper way, I give it a lot of, um, it's been a huge contributor to having what has been my most successful year financially. And, you know, that's something that might not, you might not think is possible in a year like we've been in with COVID and, and everything, but I have had a really fulfilling year, both personally and professionally. So share with us some of the mind shifts that a person who, you know, would have to make in order to quote one time their business. There's three mind shifts to one-timing your business. That's uh, rejoicing in your small successes. So it kind of ties into positive triggers on the personal side. So everything that is going to be successful for you personally is going to tie into business as well. So rejoice in those small successes. My second mind shift in one-timing your business is taking the hard road. The hard road represents change. And the last mind shift is rejoicing in your failures because through those failures are the stepping stones that you need to get to the success that you want. Boy, you know, the one that I would say was the most meaningful to me is taking the hard road. And that is that, you know, 
success does not come easy. Anybody that is highly successful will express that, that it does require hard work, commitment, motivation, all these things we've been talking about. So um, what would, when did you decide to take the hard road and commit <laughs> yourself to having a really time management and bit an efficient business and personal life. I mean, your personal life is efficient as well. So what was the hard road you took? Well, it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise because it was from, you know, when, when you're young, there are certain things that are ingrained to you, positive or negative. However, if you look at the, the negative things or the challenging things and you find the opportunity and the positive out of it, you know, growing up, my mom was always stressed about time, obviously was stressed in general because of my dad's uh, addictions, but she was always stressed about time. And I remember her dragging my little sister and me behind her saying, girls, walk faster, keep up, we're going to be late and we were never on time for anything and I competed playing my violin since I was five years old and and being late to uh, recitals and um, practice and things that I had to do it caused a big level of stress from me so subconsciously from a very young age I was going to do things different and so when I was old enough to make my own decisions I was hyper focused on maximizing my time. And I always say in my coaching program, I can't help you. And you talked about this, Teresa, when we opened up the show today, I can't help you make more time. We all have the same amount of time. However, I can help you make more out of the time that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what I uh, struggle with is, uh, it, I, I don't even want to say wasting time, choosing to use my time on, on behavior and actions that don't really produce the result I want. Is that something that a lot of your students say is an issue, is, is something that they need to work on? Yeah, and I think the big thing is, is one, I, there's so many things that I teach in, in the course, but tying into, you know, what you said there, you just, the most important thing is, you know, to do, do what you don't want to do first. If you can't, because if you were to ask me, you know, how I'm successful in time management, business efficiency, running multiple businesses, having a high quality of life, you know, maybe I shouldn't say I've traveled two times this year, but I just got back from Zewantaneo and, you know, so I'm, I, I travel, I have a, a great personal life and a great professional life. I always say that I work really hard and I play really hard. However, when I'm working, I'm really hyper-focused on the high level activities and I hire out the rest. So embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses, which you talked about today too, you have to focus on the high level activities to run a high efficiency business, multiple businesses at a high efficiency level and still have a high quality of life as well. So that would be the, you know, the tag in to the fact that I run a high efficiency business model is embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses. Absolutely. And it's good to hear that you don't work all the time. Uh, you know, that's oh, and I, Teresa, I was going to say, and I forgot, I took us on a different um, side there because I had to answer your question. Okay. Do the most difficult things first if you can't hire them out. So there people push things off aside. And there's no such thing as procrastination. Like you're naturally a procrastinator. It's a habit that you've created. You just push things off that you don't want to do. If you do those things first, more importantly, you delegate it out. But if you haven't delegated it out, you must do the most difficult things first that you don't want to do. And then there's no urgencies. So how did you learn? So how did you learn to one time your business? Well, like I said, just from my experiences in, in you know, I'm not having control over time. And then I just was really hyper-focused to find the quickest way to get things done, to put processes and systems, tools that I could use that could, that could allow me to do something once and consider it a one and done. And that's another thing I say, if you ever have to touch something more than once, instead of what majority will do, they'll just touch it more than once. They don't do anything about it, which means hundreds and thousands of times they're touching things more than once instead as soon as you touch thing more touch something more than once be committed to decide what do i need to change in my process and system to ensure i'm going to touch that once and then i'm going to consider it's a one and done well so one of the things you really helped me with was giving me a system for managing my inbox so how do you manage that never-ending flow uh, tell our listeners that. 
I help my, my coaching students on an average are holding 20 emails in an inbox at any given time. Now I have 15 email tips that obviously we don't have enough time today. <laughs> so I'm going to shout out to very quickly. Set up follow-up alerts. Follow-up alerts is you can use Boomerang and Outlook. You just set up a follow-up alert. How many times do you give somebody a call to action and they have two days or a week before they need to get back to you and it sits in your inbox? The worst thing you can do, set a follow-up alert, then it goes into another inbox. When they reply, it comes right back into your inbox. And if you don't, if they don't reply, it gives you a follow-up alert that says whatever you set it up for, then you can go ahead and retake action that you need to at that time. The other thing is never allow you to get to the new before you've completed the old. Complete mm -hmm. the old emails before you ever allow yourself to see what new is coming in. There's just two quick ones. Oh, I, I love those. I I just wrote down, remember, Teresa, follow-up alerts. Do you okay, use so Outlook, Teresa? <laughs> do you use Outlook? I use Outlook, yes. I set up Boomerang. Oh, Boomerang. Okay. Well, unfortunately, it's required in my business. But anyway, we don't need to digress. So what benefits have you experienced in your business from running this high-efficiency model so that other listeners can, you know, kind of visualize that for themselves. Yeah, it's allowed me to run a business that is efficient, consistent, and replicable. It mm -hmm. allows me to run in all of my businesses. It's an assembly line, just like any other assembly line. Occasionally, there's something that doesn't go through the assembly line correctly, and you need to take it off. And, uh, you know, but otherwise, it's a seamless process. And what it allows you to do is to um, eliminate the emotional stress that you have attached to not running a high efficiency business model. And if you don't have emotional stress in your business, think about the quality of life and the space that you then now have, because emotional stress is the biggest time waster in business. So what if you didn't have any of that? That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, so the emotional stress is really, uh, reducing that is really, to me, the main purpose of taking the time and doing the hard road of setting up a more efficient business. Now, obviously, Tina, you have help with this and you you hire out certain aspects of this, correct? Can you give us a little bit of an, of an example of what some of your business processes that you would hire out? Well, I have a team for all of my platforms. So all I do is the high level activities. That's really a, a level up because, you know, for you have to start somewhere. And so you have to build your process and your system as a leader, you build it. What you don't you do is you don't run it. So I run the high level activities and that's exactly what I'm doing right here now uh, with you, Teresa, is I'm being interviewed for this show. I'm stepping on the stage to do keynotes virtually. I'm doing uh, facilitating workshops. I'm building the relationship. So as a leader, that's what you do. The team works the process. However, you have to take the step first and design that process or go through a coaching program uh, like mine where it's all been designed. You just need to implement it. Right, exactly. And so it really does take, so let, we have only time for a couple more questions and I want to give you a chance to make an offer to our listeners today, but um, this is really a mindset shift as we've talked about uh, both of these aspects of having your own personal core uh, practices and, and then having a really efficient business model or personal life model. So what do you think is the one thing that um, a listener might do in order to take this on to really, you know, make the decision to do things differently as we're talking about? Yeah, great question. So let's uh, tie the personal and professional all together because it is. I want you to just visualize for a second that you're at a stadium to witness a championship game and you enter the stadium and you're full of excitement for the possibility of your team to win. As the game starts, it doesn't start out very favorable for your team. As the game continues, it becomes less likely that your team is going to win. So you go from excitement to depression for the fact for the reality that your team is going to lose the game then you look at the stadium and you see all the people that you're going to have to try to beat the crowds when your team loses so you make the decision to leave the stadium early before the end of the game to beat the crowd what is the first thing that you do you get in your car you listen to the device and you can't believe it. Your team scores another score. They now go into overtime. The excitement comes back as there's a real possibility that your team is going to take the win after all. And they did. And you missed it. How do you feel that you left the stadium and missed that championship game? 
because the stadium represents your dream and the game represents all of your efforts to reach your dream. So as we're ending your time together, I would encourage your listeners, do not leave your stadium until you win the game. Beautiful. You you are an inspiration. And uh, I'm so grateful to have you here. So before uh, we end the show, what would you like our listeners to know about how to work with you and uh, how to get in touch with you? Of course. So I'll uh, share a couple of links with you, a complimentary copy of my book. They just need to put in their address and my publishing company will mail the book to them. Also, I'd love to offer a complimentary seat to my one-time-year business, Eight Week Burn. It's a live virtual course uh, where you're with a group of people in the spirit of one-time in your business. And I give you everything that I have in my course. Yes. And it is so well worth the time to do that eight week burn. As I said, it really contributed to a hugely successful year for me. So my friend Tina Mitchell, thank you so much for spending your very valuable time with us today. Thank you, Teresa. Next week, our guest will be Lori Pretzman. She's the burnout coach. She's a certified integral and Enneagram coach. And our conversation will be about how coaching the Enneagram and befriending failure can support you in creating a deeper level of personal and professional success. So also in the final two shows of 2020, I'm very excited to be inviting back a, a panel of previous guests that you've enjoyed on the show. December 22nd will be a panel of coaches and December 29th will be a panel of entrepreneurs. And I'll be asking each one of them to share uh, things such as this, um, their biggest wins in 2020, their biggest lessons, and also their visions and their plans to make 2021 the best year that they will that they want to have. So don't miss out on having some of your favorite guests share more of their sage advice from our favorite Wealthy Life for Her guests. So thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have many shows and podcasts to listen to, and I'm always grateful when you listen to ours. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you to Alexis, Lieutenant Gregory for um, composing our theme music, Eric, our producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa Leftenant, spelled T-R-E-S-A, and sign up on my website to take our free financial fitness quiz, reinventinghermoney.com. Remember, ladies, financial independence is your birthright. And with the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. We'll see you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.